This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy out along with JVT, Jonathan Von Tobel of Veasan here on Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. JT, JVT, well, spinning your wheels, baby. One, one, one last week. A win, a loss, and a tie. Still a winning record uh, for the season. Now let's get right to it this week and the big one in the NFC East. Boy, they were all but, uh, you know, trying to find uh, who was going to do the eulogy when Dallas lost to Tampa Bay on the opener of the, uh, this season and Dak was lost. But how about Cooper Rush just doing his thing? Only 10 first downs, but that yeah. pressure is real for the Dallas front. Now they go to Philadelphia, only undefeated team. They'd failed to cover uh, with Arizona coming back. They had a 14-0 lead in that game. But Philly at home against the hated Cowboys, minus five. Yeah, so I thought – this last weekend that the, the I thought, Jimmy, I was going to take my shot, and I did with the Rams against the Cowboys, right? Because I feel like this Cowboys team, to a certain extent, is a little smoke and mirrors. If you look at them from an EPA per play standpoint uh, defensively, right, you mentioned their ability to rush the passer, and they have been able to do that. Uh, but they've also taken on a vast majority of teams whose offensive line ranks in the bottom half of the league in terms of pass protection. Uh, a lot of the offenses that they have faced, uh, they have faced the Bengals, which currently rank 11th in EPA per play on offense. The rest of the offenses that they have faced rank 18th or lower uh, in that metric. And so I kind of want to find my way to play against this team. And I got burned by the Rams and the Rams themselves, by the way, I think they're 24th now in EPA per play offensively. They've not been very good. So I'm going to take my shot one more time here with Philadelphia. This is obviously the best offense that they have faced up to this point statistically, although they have fallen down the standings just a little bit in terms of efficiency so far. Uh, but the flip side of this is also playing against Cooper Rush. I think, you know, you mentioned like Cooper Rush of this offense, uh, they have barely been getting by. And in this last game against the Rams, where you're talking about 102 yards, 6.4 yards per attempt at a turnover-worthy play, a PFF grade of 63.5, not very good from a passing standpoint. I- I'm going to play against this. Now, uh, they, we're getting closer to Dak's return, but Cooper Rush it was reported already earlier this week that he's getting ready uh, to start this game yet again here. Highly doubtful that Dak will be back. So if that's going to be the case, I'm going to lay this with Philly. I'm, I've taken my shot against Dallas last week. It failed, but I still feel I'm on the right track here, so I'll do it one more time with a better team at this point with the Philadelphia Eagles. It's kind of what you are looking for out of your backup quarterback, the uh, Jeff Hostetlers that take your team mm-hmm. to a Super Bowl championship. Those are the exceptions. But, you know, can a backup for four or five games give you, you know, just give you serviceable play and kind of hold the rope a little bit? You know, like Teddy Bridgewater was 4-0, uh, won all five games. Uh, when he came in relief uh, for Drew Brees um, yep. and some others. And that's what Rush is doing. I mean, they is managing it. They, they, they're keeping it simple. They're running a game. Forget about what Zeke, Zeke is paid 
Uh, more like what he's doing. He's lighter. It's a little one-two punch. Pollard's a better back. He has been for years now. But yes. still, that's a nice one-two tandem out uh, of the backfield. And they're really taking the pressure. And, man, when you get a defensive score right out the chute, man, it takes a mm-hmm. lot of pressure off of your backup quarterback as well. So we'll have to see. As he played from behind, I'm trying to think, uh, in this little run. Uh, talking about Since, No, Cincinnati, I think they led the entire way, right? Oh, the no, Giants definitely game. the whole time. Yeah. Yep, the Giants game Giants, and Washington. Giants, Saquon Barkley, that one time on Monday Night Football, Saquon bounces it to the left side. Oh, that's score, right, yep. And he answered with a touchdown drive. That's the one time, and he did respond, and maybe they asked him to do a little bit more on that play. Speaking of the Giants, down 17-3. to yeah. Had plus 17 on the end game. They come back to win. They bat a couple of A-Rod passes, and they win it 4-1. Uh, and one. Only loss is Dallas on Monday night. Now they take on Baltimore. The Ravens, boy, they were kind of – I mean, Lamar missed a lot of passes on Sunday night. Yep. Uh, I had the Bengals. I, was, I thought I was fortunate. Um, they played for the field goal, knowing that they have Justin, uh, you know, uh, JT at the end for another a long field goal. But I, I kind of thought that Baltimore left a little bit to be desired. Now they traveled to New York. They are four and a half point favorites at Giant Stadium. So the look ahead here in some shops was minus six. And I, I think this is just kind of a, a sell high spot, Jimmy, on the New York Giants. If you look at it from a point differential standpoint for a 4-1 team, they're only plus 10. So you can kind of tell they're getting by the skin of their teeth. And I think when you look at a guy like Dable, he's awesome. And he adds wins at the margins like any really good coach should do. Uh, but if you look at their offense right now, 17th in EPA per play, their defense 16th in EPA per play. They're just a very average team, but the market is starting to respect them a little bit more. So I'm going to go against the grain here. And I'm going to sell high on the New York Giants. I think Baltimore is explosive enough uh, to take advantage of a defense where, if you look at the metrics, has been prone to potentially give up some pretty big plays and good enough defensively, despite the loss of one of their safeties for the season, that they're going to be able to contain Daniel Jones, who's done a really good job. He's not turning the ball over as much, not putting him danger as much, but also this offense has been very below average and not very explosive in its own right. So this is a little bit of a sell high spot for me. And that's kind of the theme with some of these plays, you know, trying to go against the Dallas Cowboys, trying to go against the New New York Giants here now that the market is starting to shift their respect in that direction even though there's clearly some flaws with these teams I'm going to head in the opposite direction see if I can get against them so I laid a four and a half with the Baltimore Ravens yeah I think the perception of the Giants it looks a lot different uh, after that uh, Green Bay standalone yep. game although it was in sleepy time for most of us but still I think uh, that's the one out of all of their wins that catches people's attention. Giants now 4-1. and one. Yes, indeed, way more, way better than anybody expected at this point. Speaking of performing higher than expectations, how about the Seattle Seahawks and how about Geno Smith? Geno Smith flat out throwing darts the last yeah. couple of games. A couple of shootouts on the road at Detroit and at New Orleans. They won in Detroit. They lost a, a close one uh, in New Orleans. Seattle plus three. Um, the uh, the run, the starting running back goes down. Walker from Michigan State he busted a big one. Uh, but uh, Seattle, man, you talk about tandems at the wide receiver position. We just didn't know if Geno Smith could get the ball uh, to Metcalf and lock it. He is. He's playing at a high level. They're plus three at home against Arizona. 
Yeah, if you like PFF grades, Geno, back-to-back 90 grades from a passing standpoint uh, by Pro Football Fo- uh, Focus standards. He, you mentioned it. He's been absolutely fantastic. And, you know, I, I wanted to pick and choose my spots to play on Geno Smith, right? Thinking that, you know what, I, you want to face him against – or you want to use him and play him against some really bad defenses. And the Saints are a little bit better, and the Saints got out just barely, but they did uh, one and covered that game against uh, the Seahawks. By no fault of Geno's, by the way. You mentioned he was really good. Uh, but I think here – I just don't know if they're getting enough respect, Jimmy. Like the Arizona Cardinals, if you look at it from a coverage standpoint, are among the worst teams in the National Football League. Again, if you like PFF metrics, they are the worst coverage team in the NFL. That secondary is abysmal, and that corner room arguably might be the worst group of corners in the NFL. And now you get Geno Smith here catching a full three at home. And yes, home field not really worth that much anymore in the National Football League, but still a full field goal with a Geno Smith-led team that has been among some of the better teams offensively in the NFL, taking on one of the leakiest secondaries in the National Football League. I think this is just one of those where, you know, the market, I don't know if it can make up its mind on what's going on with Geno Smith. It showed them a little bit of respect against New Orleans, but the market got a little burned, and now we're talking about catching a full three with the Cardinals. And yes, the Cardinals were very competitive against the Philadelphia Eagles. And if Kyler Murray knows what down it is, maybe he doesn't slide. They get a first down. Potentially they win that game against Philly. But I think Juno Smith and the Seahawks, they start. They need to start to get some credit here. They are much better offensively than the market's given them credit for. And I get one of the worst secondaries in the NFL as a road favorite. I'll pass and I'll take a full three with Geno Smith and the Seahawks. I'm with you because, I mean, I had to ch- check this thing twice. A plus three at home? I mean, is this thing not on the road? I mean, this is – I mean, they are just playing – I mean, they're playing as well as Arizona is this year. Right. And, I mean, they're catching a full three, as you talked about. I wonder if that will get knocked down uh, as we go. And, look, Geno Smith, he – can't spy Taysom Hill. I mean, he did everything but. I mean, come on, Seattle. Have a little less. Right. So here are the three picks for JVT this week. Seattle plus three. Uh, um, Baltimore minus four and a half. And Philly minus five. Fading a little bit of the NFC East. Well, he's taking the NFC East uh, team as well. All right. For JVT, Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.